my perspective has changed a lot as I've gotten older. I grew up in, I've shared this before, a blue collar family, hardworking, single mom in a multi-generational household living with her parents. And so we had a unique approach to Christmas where it was more about the quantity of gifts that you would receive than it was the quality. So as a kid, some of my favorite memories were sitting around the Christmas tree and you may have 30 packages or 30 gifts that you got to rip open. But the flip side of that is a lot of those gifts were things that maybe I didn't really want or I wasn't actually going to use. My mom was a big clearance shopper. And so as I got older and started shopping for myself and buying my own Christmas gifts for family, I would normally give to just a very extended group of people. Welcome to the Women Rewriting the Rules podcast, a production by Gush Living. I'm your host, Sumi. And I'm your host, Ashley. And this is where modern women gather to navigate our way through the maze of personal, financial, and emotional challenges, create confidence in our independence, take control of our finances, and achieve ambitious goals, all while loving the life we're currently living. But before we get into the content for today, we want to share something really exciting with you. We are offering a really fun incentive for our day ones, our founding listeners, to help us get this content into the ears of other women who could benefit from it. So if you love this content and you show us your love, we want to pamper you by offering you our very first giveaway, which is a spa day at the Four Seasons Hotel. So if you want a chance to win, there are just three simple steps you can take to get entered. First things first, go ahead and follow this podcast on your podcast app of choice. Next, you're going to write us a short review with a five-star rating. And third, go ahead and share your review on your IG story and tag us at Gush Living. It's really that easy. And once you tag us, we'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So get your reviews and shares in now. Let's start the show. So, Sumi, did you know that the average consumer spent $850 on Christmas gifts in the year 2020? Wow, that's a lot. It is a lot. I think the average salary for a woman in the U.S. is around 36,000. Yeah. So that's what, like 2% around, a little more than 2%? 2% of your entire salary for the whole year (laughs) on just gifts for Christmas season. Yeah. That that feels like it's probably a stretch for most people. And it makes me – think about just the feelings of obligation sometimes or pressure or guilt that comes around the holiday season and what you're going to give or even feelings of anxiety around what you might receive. So how do you view gifts and the giving season? So my perspective has changed a lot as I've gotten older I grew up in, I've shared this before, a blue-collar family, hardworking, single mom in a multi-generational household living with her parents. And so we had a unique approach to Christmas where it was more about the quantity of gifts that you would receive 
then it was the quality. So as a kid, some of my favorite memories were sitting around the Christmas tree and you may have 30 packages or 30 gifts that you got to rip open. But the flip side of that is a lot of those gifts were things that maybe I didn't really want or I wasn't actually going to use. My mom was a big clearance shopper. And so as I got older and started shopping for myself and buying my own Christmas gifts for family, I would normally give to just a very extended group of people. So extended family, every single one of my friends, all of my teachers that I would have in like high school and call it like everyone got a gift. And for a while, I felt really fulfilled by that. Yeah, those seem like such nice gestures. It does, but that gets expensive. Like it really starts to add up. And so as I became more savvy with my finances and just looking at how I was spending money and also realizing that I'm not quite the master clearance shopper that my mom is. And Mm. so it wasn't always possible for me to, you know, find great deals. Yeah. Yeah. Like great deals and cheap gifts. And as a single woman, like having space in a home to store all of these things or cart them around as I move from state to state, my approach on that really started to change. And so now I really look at what's the meaning of something that I may give someone as a present, um, as opposed to just giving a gift for the sake of giving a Mm. gift. There were times in the past where maybe I gave someone a gift because I got it on sale Mm. and it was, Mm -hmm. you know, an interesting book, but I didn't really know if it was their personality or if it was their style. And now I would just not do that. And I would rather not give someone an unmeaningful gift and maybe go to lunch with them or have some more meaningful form of interaction. Oh, I love that tip so much. That was one of my tips as well for the listeners in terms of um, how to reframe thinking about gifts to save money and to be more um, savvy with how much we're actually spending. It's like if the person you're giving it to isn't going to even want it or use it. Like why waste your money on it? Um, I have a funny story relating to that. Um, one of my pivotal moments that actually changed the way I thought about gift giving, which I literally did not plan. I only remembered right now when you were sharing that my high, my not high school college boyfriend for Christmas one year, my mom also clearance shopper and she's out during Christmas shopping, doing Christmas shopping. And she comes home with a bunch of random things that she found on sale. And one of the things is like this green and brown plaid flannel shirt from TJ Maxx that, all right, it was fine. I guess it was on sale. It was like, you know, must've been like $8.99 or something. And um, she was like, oh, will this fit dad? Or will this fit one of her brother-in-laws? Or she was trying to figure out who to gift that to for her (laughs) Christmas gift. And she was like, it wouldn't fit anyone, she realized. So she's like, oh, Sonny, would this fit I won't say his name just in case he's listening. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Would this fit your boyfriend? And um, I looked at it and I was like, oh, yeah, it probably would. So my Christmas gift to my boyfriend of four years in college was a brown and green plaid flannel shirt. <laughs> and he opens the gift, okay, and he pulls it out of the box and he looks at me holding it up and says, 
of all the things you could get me, you thought that I'd like this shirt? (laughs) Oh my gosh, what did you say? I was mortified. It was the first, it was like literally a moment that I will always remember because it made me realize that like, Gifts aren't just like an obligation to wrap up anything that (laughs) you found and have something to give someone. Like gifts should be meaningful. Otherwise, there's no point. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm sure that was his favorite shirt. He probably wore it every day. I don't even know if he took it. It might still be in my mom's basement. (laughs) Hey, you know, sometimes that's the consequence of buying gifts that are inappropriate for for the audience okay so our tip number one is meaning over money and meaning over just getting something to get something oh absolutely and I think you know so like sometimes the smallest things can be the nicest gifts like I have friends that like I love baking so holiday season for me means I'm making pies. I'm making cakes. I love that so much. You're the best holiday season person. I kind of am. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of am. I'm not going to lie about it. This is why you guys should listen to her. (laughs) But yeah, like I spend, I'll spend a lot of time baking for the holidays and I'll make like massive batches of chocolate chip cookies, which my chocolate chip cookies are really good. Um, I use brown butter. That's the secret. Mm. But I'll do that and just have all of these goodies. And I realize that a lot of times, like, that's enough. Like, oh, food cookies. is such a great gift. And homemade cookies. And it takes that, so much, like, time and effort from your heart. Absolutely. It's like there's love injected into there's every baked good that I create. And I would rather have a heartfelt container of cookies than a random gift card or, you know. A plaid shirt. (laughs) Or a random $8.99 plaid shirt from TJ Maxx. That's not my style and maybe not my size. And I'll probably never wear it. Should write a song about that shirt. (laughs) That'd probably be a really good song. It should be a country song at that on top of it. Yeah. And I think too now, especially because I have, um, um, you know, friends that have kids and um, more children in my life than I've had in the past, thinking about what to give children for me has also been a really big thing and realizing that they're probably not going to remember that I gave them a toy. They're absolutely not going to remember that I gave them a toy, but in some of those younger years, now my thoughts are, could I set up an investment fund for them and put a little bit of money mm, every and couple get them of interested in stocks and, and yeah. yeah, or even just let that money sit. And then by the time they graduate from college, maybe that's enough to pay or not graduate from college, graduate from high school. Maybe that's enough money to pay for I mean, that's a, a semester of college or you know, something like, or books or something just to help them land on their feet more securely as they're entering their young adult phase. Yeah. I mean, I would assume that's something you would do for the kids that are super close to you in your life. Um, not like, I mean, if like, would you do that for friends, kids or just your, I don't know. Do you you have nieces and nephews? 
Um, I have a new little baby nephew that was born last month that I haven't met yet. So I'll be super excited to meet him um, around Christmas time. But I do think it's something that I would do for my friends' kids. Wow. Because when you when you really think about it, if I'm gonna spend 20 bucks either way, why not make that an investment? I love it. As you know, as opposed to a toy. Yeah. Like I think about some of the things that I've um gotten my friends' kids, and I'm like a plush doll or bear is nice a lot of times because I don't live um, near a lot of my loved ones. I'm traveling. And so for me, sometimes it's kind of a last minute rush to run to the mall and get something. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're picking over leftovers and trying to find something that maybe the kid might like, but you really don't know. Mm -hmm. And so setting up an investment account to me Seems like a a good idea. Solid idea. That's fabulous. I love that tip. Um, Yeah, I similarly, you know, along the theme of of making sure the gift is is meaningful, um, two stories. One is, you know, my one of my nephews, I have nine nieces and nephews, one turned four last year, and I brought over a um, set of sidewalk chalk that cost three bucks from, uh, the grocery store and he loves his most favorite gift. And so it's like, especially for the young ones, I mean, you know, really the cost of the gift has nothing to do with it. They don't know the difference and nor do they care. And then the other thing that I do is I have recently started incorporating this more where instead of looking at it as, something like I have to buy all the kids a bunch of gifts for Christmas, right? I instead try to send them small things like throughout the year that I think will help deepen our connection and will also like get them excited about life and thinking about things in a different way. And um, for example, many times when I travel – Um, I'll send them a postcard from the cool places I am in that they've never been to, right? So they'll get postcards from Sedona or they'll get, you know, postcards from Joshua Tree or various places that is are phenomenal places and open up their imagination and help. Then they'll go read up on that, you know, that geography and learn stuff. And so that's been a really cool reframe of gifts and of – the like the pressure of gift giving and i i have really strong feelings around not needing to feel obligated <laughs> preach um you know and especially as like a single woman right as with so many people to get gifts for <laughs> um there's actually been a lot of it's proven there's been a lot of research around this there was a recent study published in sociology the um the magazine that talked about um, the extreme disparity between the money that single women have to spend on gifts versus what they receive in return, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you're a solo woman, if you have friends that are in couples that have kids, you're maybe getting a gift for each of the parents, for the children, or maybe one gift for the parents, then a gift for each of the, the kids. And sometimes you don't get anything back. 
And for me, there's never any judgment. There's no expectation, but then having that realization of like, I really don't have to get them anything either, Mm -hmm. you know? And time is a gift as well. It is just the time that you're spending with your loved ones and friends and family can also be just as meaningful as something that you pick up rushing on the way to a dinner party or rushing on the way to hang out with them. Um, Just your presence can be enough. Love it. Would you show up to a, you know, there's that old adage, like never show up to somebody's house empty handed. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty accurate. So I'm Southern and I'm never going to show up without something, but it's not always going to be like the largest gift. Yes. Sometimes it's a bottle of wine that we can share together for a meal. Sometimes it's a loaf of really yummy artisan bread that I've picked up along the way. Sometimes it's a card that just says, thanks for having me over that I can leave behind. Um, I do think that it makes a really nice impression when you're able to show up with something, but it's also not a requirement. Yeah. So what do you think about Secret Santa? Is that something that you're for, something that you're against? My experience has always been that in a Secret Santa situation, I always end up with the most bum gift (laughs) (laughs) Do you try to bring like really good gifts to Secret Santa? I mean, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I either try to bring something that's really good or something that's really unique. Mm. Like I think back on past Secret Santas that I've participated in. One time I got a Delta barf bag magazine and blanket from someone's plane ride. Ew! Ew! Unused unused barf bag. Let me preface that. So that was just like a joke? It was like a gag gift. And I think I had purchased a chillo, which was this really cool pillow that stayed cool on both sides. That is kind of, okay, interesting. So it was, you know, this. I'm like, oh, I have this really unique gift. And it was under the dollar max? Yeah, it was, yeah. It it fit within the price range. And so I am super excited to bring this chillo. And then I'm like, (laughs) and I'm going to leave with this bag <laughs> from Delta Joy. Well, I sort of see Secret Santa. I I see Secret Santa as for the laughs. I guess I would be that friend who would have like that would given bring you the bar. Well, I see. I wouldn't have gone that far, but I do see Secret Santa as more of that like experiential intimacy that we were talking about in the last episode. If you missed it, <laughs> go back and, and and check it out. But it's like for me, it's about the laughs and not about the gifts. So. Uh, we've done it with my family, uh, multiple years. And I remember one year my, um, my sister and I had this like ongoing years long argument about which was the better coffee, (laughs) two brands of, of coffee that we were arguing about, um, Illy and Lavazza. Okay. okay. She loved Illy. No, she loved Lavazza and I was pushing for Illy and she got like legitimately mad at me for disagreeing with her. About coffee? About coffee. And my dad had to witness one of our blow up fights that was about coffee. 
And so for Secret Santa, I pulled my dad and I, um, and he had a lot to say about it to both of us. We were a lot younger and I, I got my dad. And so I gave dad an empty canister of Lavazza coffee to like, (laughs) as a, as a token that I was going to come over to my sister's side and accept Lavazza as the good coffee. Okay, so that's hilarious. But also, isn't that white elephant? Oh, am I mixing them up? Okay. Or, or no, 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 no. Secret Santa is where you pull one person and you give that one person your gift. A gift. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then, so I pulled my dad. But white elephant is supposed to be the gag gifts, and it sounds like that was <laughs> a gag gift. <laughs> I didn't get that memo. <laughs> So maybe, so maybe what, what you're saying is it should be like a hybrid <laughs> approach. I like Secret Santa and or White Elephant, especially if you're, you know, if if money's a a a, con- a concern for you. This Which it is for season. most people this right. holiday season. And so I think it's a great way to just sort of have fun with the experience. And, you know, you can take it seriously like Ashley or take it like a gag like me and and have some fun. Absolutely. I mean, so I I think the biggest takeaway that I'm hearing from what we've both shared is just that everyone's going to have their own unique approach to giving gifts, how they like to give gifts, the type of gifts they like to receive. But at the end of the day, you don't owe anyone anything. There's there's no pressure. There shouldn't be pressure around what you're giving, how much you're spending. It's really more about the thought that counts, which sounds really cliche, but when you've been thoughtful in knowing the person who's going to be on the receiving end, what might be meaningful for them, and you center your gift giving around that, I feel like you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. I think that's the best takeaway. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. And don't forget, we still have that really amazing incentive for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, who is looking for a community with other like-minded women, we want to pamper you. And that's why you have an opportunity to win a spa day at the Four Seasons. So how do you get entered in? Three easy steps. First, Make sure you're following this podcast on your podcast app. Press that little follow button. Then write us a short review with a five-star rating. It really helps get the word out to other women who need this content. And then third, share that review. Share your review with us on your Instagram story, but be sure to tag us. It's at Gush Living. We'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So go ahead and get entered right now. And we'll see you next time.